Um, hi. Uh, welcome to Mean Girls Interrupted. Interrupted. And I'm John. And I am Travis. And today um, we are going to oh, be... Wait, should we tell them? For those who are new here. Oh, yes. For those who are new. If you're just listening to this and not the beginning episode, we are a movie. We watch movies together. Yes. We are, we, uh, Travis and I have both agreed to watch the same movie. And now we are coming here for the first time to discuss it together. Together. And, and today uh, uh, we are um, going to discuss and sort of like give the rundown to um, a horror drama movie called Antlers. Antlers. And, um, it came out in 2021. You all probably have seen it on your yeah. HBO or something. Yeah, I um, I watched it on HBO Max. I don't know Same. if it's somewhere else. I think it might also be on Hulu, but I'm not certain. I don't um, have Hulu. Dude, let me tell you. Just yes. super quick. I had Hulu and like 12 people somehow signed up for my account. Interesting. John, I don't know 12 people. So <laughs> you gave I, it to one person and just went, it just went wild. No, I actually gave it to no one. Oh, my okay. shit got Hacked. leaked. And so, so 12 different people were watching my Hulu and this was attached to my Disney plus account. So I called, Goodness. so I contacted Disney plus and I said, delete the bitch. So I hope that every single one of those people was on a good episode. And I said, delete it. I said, no yeah. Hulu, it's no like Disney. It's like perfectly nice, like customer service representative. They're like, hello. I said, delete the bitch. You're like, delete the bitch. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, can I help you with uh, delete what exactly? Let me yeah. just, let me just satisfy your needs today, sir. And you're oh, like, they delete did. it, bitch. John, they satisfied the needs. <laughs> yeah, you are going to satisfy the need and you're going to delete the bitch. So I'm so sorry. Uh, anyway. I, I did interject, but we are on antlers. I just had to tell you that, everyone. <laughs> Guys, okay. So anyway, um, so uh, antlers, uh, just to give you a quick rundown of it. Um, it, it has a runtime of 99 minutes. Yes. Um, it is in the horror drama category, which I personally love that genre. I Me as well. As a as a writer of screenplays, I, that is my go to is my bread and butter. Uh, it is what people are knowing around town of me. And I am speaking straight from an ego at this point in time. Yes, they are knowing him around town for his writing now and no longer his explicit services. <laughs> yes, you put it much better. Yes, yes. Um, blowjobs works though. Yes, they do work. They, they do. work, hunting. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah. This movie whole- was actually devoid of blowjobs, which did make me <laughs> which very, very upsetting. Upsetting. Because <laughs> Jesse Plemons, honey. He could get it. Um, so anyway, so it does star Jesse Plemons um, from from Power of the Dog notoriety uh, recently. Is he not uh, in something else, though? Because he's in a lot of things, actually. John, I recognize him and I couldn't remember if he was one of the skeleton twins, but it wasn't. It was the uh, no. other one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Hader. Bill Hader is in Skeleton Twins. Yeah, Jesse Plemons, definitely, they don't even look alike whatsoever. <laughs> no, they don't. But for some reason, <laughs> some reason, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, was he in Skeleton Twins? And then I didn't yeah. Google it. Oh, we should do Skeleton Twins um, sometime. At some point. Yeah, anyway, so it, uh, so <laughs> it, it more so stars Carrie Russell of Felicity fame. John. But more recently, uh, the Americans fame. Also, first... Can I tell you, I completely forgot that Carrie Russell was in this. Oh, yeah, I yeah. absolutely forgot she was in this movie. She's not on the posters around town. No, which is weird because first, she was giving me major butch vibes. 
I loved that for her. And I loved, I loved that she had kind of like a smoker twang to her throaty right. voice. And I was like, is this a choice she's making? Cause it's working for her and it's turning me up. John, she looks so good. Yeah. Um, she looks so good. So yeah. anyway, keep, keep I mean, going with the cast. Sorry. I, mean, I forgot for she was Russell. in it and it excited me. Yeah. And Carrie Russell isn't here to do over the top acting for you today. You're, you She's, guys want she, that? She, she, un, I remember thinking this while I was watching it yesterday and I was like, she understood the assignment. This is a horror drama and it's not all about her. Nope. Um, so it's very much like sort of ensemble vibes. And uh, it's also, so um, it does follow this actor called Jeremy T. Thomas, who I thought was great casting as the boy. Oh, um, I thought you were going to talk about the hot meth head dad. Oh, no. Oh. I'm glad you brought him up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, for, uh, you see him like in the first shot of the film and I'm like, get it. He even has like those, this. So even he, the sores on his face. I was like, I'd lick that. I'm like, go for it. And, no. his, like, and also, and also his meth head friend. Right. <laughs> right. I know. I'm telling you right now. So he has, so his meth head friends has this uh, thing that's sort of, it's sort of, I don't know about the world at large, but it, especially in Silver Lake here in Los Angeles, there's this, there's this, there's this like hair trend where it's oh. like fully shaved on the side, yes. totally long on the top and kind of like slicked back. He's yes. got that thing going on and yep, it's working. Yep. Well, it's, um, I clearly, I'm pretty sure what that thing, what you're saying in Silver Lake is there's a math problem. I can't go to Silver Lake. Oh. I can't, I can't go to, because of this. It's just too much of a problem for me. Oh, I, the math? Uh, the haircut. Oh, okay. <laughs> but definitely not the meth. Never touch the stuff and would never. No, don't. Everyone, don't do drugs. But okay. anyway, so that goes into, um, so anyway, so let's go uh, run down. This is, yes. uh, it's directed by Scott Cooper. I don't know who that is, but um, I, you, but actually I didn't think so either. But, um, if you were to look at a picture of Scott Cooper, you would be like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he did, so, uh, you know, he, um, directed this movie called hostels in 2017, which is a Western with Rosamund Pike, which I, and Christian Bale that I actually highly recommend by the way. Wait, um, really? Yeah. I didn't know they were even in a movie together. Uh, yeah. So it's called hostels. Show it to redacted. I think redacted would appreciate that. Okay. Uh, he probably would. He does it's a love good a Western. It starts, he loves off, a Western. it starts off with a very alarming and shocking and disturbing bang, which okay. I like, I, I was like, okay, cool. Are I'm we there. talking like, what kind of bang are we talking here? Like oh, we're intimate? Uh, no, uh, no, we're, we're talking uh, gunshot bullet. bang. We're talking gunshot bang. We're talking babies dying first time, oh. first five minutes. And I'm like, Ew, yes, I was going to say like Christina Hendricks and driver. <clears throat> oh, right. That was absolutely that was shocking. Up. Also the most <laughs> memorable part of the movie was I will Christina never forget Hendricks. That. John, I don't remember anything else about that movie. Yeah. She looked, great. I remember her dying and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> But that's like, not about this movie. Sorry. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And he also directed uh, Johnny Depp in Black Mass. And uh, I did not did, watch that. He did Crazy Heart. So he's been around and did like these um, really sort of prestigious movies because Wait. Rosamund, I believe Rosamund Pike was nominated for Hostels for a lot of different things. Can you tell me Crazy Heart? Was that the Naomi or not Naomi? I'm uh, sorry. Jeff um, Bridges. Jeff Bridges, who oh. was nominated for that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I think he won for crazy hard. I'm not even sure. But like anyway, so Scott Cooper directed it and I'm like, I'm like, how is this guy not more of a name? Maybe it's just his preference. But anyway, it's a uh, it's written by uh, well, it's based off of a short story. Did you know yes, that? I did see that. I saw that it was based off a short story Yeah, called The Quiet Boy, which was a short story that I think was originally published on a website called Guernica.com. Yes. Which I was thinking, John, isn't it crazy that they somebody was scouring the Internet or reading this and they were like, I have a connection. Um, you know what? This this happens all the time. Like, Let me go ahead and pitch this because. It could have been found, too, because uh, it could have like I um, in my general meetings around town here in Los Angeles, Yeesh. um, like I've been sent an articles that like a, from like a creative executive or a somebody from the development oh. team because they're they're like scouring the Internet for intellectual property. And somebody probably found this. Well, so, shit. I yeah. got to start writing some ratchet stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how Diablo Cody got. Um, uh, oh, I never talked to you about my Diablo Cody thing. You did it. No, but I, yeah. So I'm a part of a writer's group and Diablo Cody like came to a night and spoke and she, that's how I didn't realize this, but she was just like writing. She was a blogger about her, um, uh, like, um, uh, her stripper days. She would like just blog about the stripping world and, and the sex working world. And, and that, and then, um, the person who directed Juno, um, like was a fan of her writing and was like, do you want to write oh, a I screenplay? He was going to say her stripping. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I've invested so much money in you already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is probably actually the case. Honestly. But, yeah. the, but the narrative they're saying is like, he I found like her the other narrative. Better. <laughs> yeah, he found the blog and was like, uh, do you want to write a screenplay? And she's like, okay. She's um, like, sure. Jennifer's yeah. baddie. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so um, but this was also produced by Guillermo del Toro, which, which I, didn't I know. did not know. I looked it up and I said, bitch, what? Yeah, yeah. But and it was it was released by Fox Searchlight, which I think we it's all the independent. Is it, Fox Searchlight like, still independent or not? Quote, unquote, honey. What do they say? Um, it's, I don't think it was at one point. I mean, a I long don't time think ago, it is now. Long time ago. But anyway, um, so I think everybody, I think it's common knowledge that Disney bought Fox Studios. Did you know that? I actually was not aware. This is news yeah. to me. So this is this is the this is the whole thing about uh, anything that was sort of made by Fox Studios or Fox Searchlight or whatever. Like they had a whole slew of movies already made whenever Disney acquired them, bought them out. And they all of these movies were shelved for quite some time because I remember seeing a trailer for Antlers like years ago. You did at this point in time. It was years ago. It was like 2019. And so or maybe even 2018. But it was one of the ones that were um, sort of shelved for some time until like the acquisition was done and like all these streamers were out and whatever. I don't know the situation. But this move, yeah. So things got delayed. And uh, so, yeah, so Disney actually is the releaser of Antlers. If you I think did about not it. know that. But also, yeah. can we stop the monopoly? Because Disney is no. an umbrella company and they own everything. Well, they have all of the Fox um, assets. So it's like it's 20th Century Fox. Um, it's Fox Searchlight. It is um, it's Fox, the channel Fox. And, oh, well, yeah. hmm. 
Well, I mean, I don't think it's Fox News because that's a different thing. But um, it's, it's a different a, entity because it's owned by a different yeah, person. But like the network television, Fox, like they still is on there. And also <laughs> um, um, FX and FXX, all the shows that go on FX, which are very popular. And also they own Hulu. Um, yes, which, that's so, why they partner with Disney Plus. Right, exactly. So anyway, and also that's like shit security and ESPN and shit like that. So um, so uh, so Hulu has become the like sort of official streamer. It will they will sell the the streaming rights to other places like H- HBO Max, but like um, Fox, um, sort of Disney is putting all like their rated R stuff and uh, genre stuff on, on Hulu rather than yes, Disney of course, Plus because. So, yeah. Oh, I have an interesting tidbit about Disney Plus and the Lizzie McGuire reboot that was supposed to happen. Oh, right. And she was mad. They were all mad because they, they were wanted supposed to, do to go a little more adult, but then they, they were, were like, no, let's stay family friendly and cancel Disney all these said, projects. Mm, gay people don't exist. Exactly. We're not going to say that. <laughs> Sorry. Don't say gay. But anyway, so that's the, that's the drama of why this, uh, this uh, release was delayed. But Weird. anyway, um, so let's give you a rundown of what Antlers really is about. Okay. Did you want to take it or should I? Um, I don't know if I really want to take it because I'll I feel like it, you have like a better understanding. Okay. So, so um, Antlers, uh, it starts out with, um, it has, it's a creature film. Okay. It and is I a love, creature film. I love a creature film. It's a supernatural creature, but um a mythological <laughs> creature even to be revealed is it's a uh, it's revealed to be a wendigo so just for context and um, for spoilers everyone oh right. I did, <laughs> yeah. obviously if you're here who cares like literally it's spoilers yeah, i didn't spoilers know it was a wendigo band. john i was like wait a minute i didn't realize until they said it and i was like that makes sense yeah because at first i was like what a strange concept yeah so a wendigo kills a character called Kenny Glass and Maws, another character called Frank Weaver. John, his dead body. I would have. Hot. I said, how I saw that gnarled little arm and I was like, yes, please. He still had a dick. (laughs) Stop. They kept the dick in. They did do that. Yes, they did. I said, what? I was like, how is every part of his body rotted except for his cock? Like that makes no sense. Yeah. So yeah, they anyway, there they you guys it. go. They did the corpse dick in this movie. They did a corpse dick. Um, <laughs> We're getting to that, but just so you all know, foreshadowing. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so Frank Weaver, um, they're making math and they're making meth in an, in an abandoned coal mine. Cause we are in the upper Northwest of Oregon. And um, so they, they come across like this, uh, this sort of mysterious creature that you don't really see, but you know, it's violent and crazy. You see it's shadow, which is creepy. <laughs> Yeah, it does. They do really good with the scares in this movie. That's for sure. And but did um, you get scared? Were you like genuinely scared? You know what? I can't really be scared so much anymore. John, I wasn't scared but, at all. But I can. But I can. I can watch things with an appreciation of it. Yes, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed can see the it objectively. Up. You know, I what enjoyed I mean? the build up. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the story was well done. Um, but anyway, so they oh, are. Sorry, sorry. They're they're cooking <laughs> meth. This is a small oh. little tiny town. They're cooking yes, meth in, in coal mines. They are chefs even. Yeah. And so this thing, so these, they stumble upon this Wendigo, um, this unseen Wendigo <laughs> that maul, kills one and mauls Frank Weaver. Cut to um, uh, sometime later. And we're in a classroom where guess who is um, the teacher? 
Carrie Felicity. Russell. Felicity. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Carrie, Carrie Russell is, is the teacher. It's an elementary school. Um, and where she meets um, one of her students who is Frank, a 12 year old. Uh, nope. It's no, Frank's, Frank's 12 year old son. Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Lucas. But it's Frank Weaver's son. And he's Not looking, like he's Frank looking malnourished. Oh, Mal, malnourished child of 12. And he is, uh, he's he, bullied at school. John, he looks like if Bart Simpson were a real person. Very true. But it's also great casting. Cause that kid, that kid was perfect for this role. <laughs> John, I thought the same thing. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. I literally thought the same thing. And so we, um, uh, she, she detects foul play surrounding this child. Uh, she also connects with this child because she, she stalks him. She basically <laughs> stalks a 12 year old child. She stalks him. Let's, and not, let's and by basically call a spade a spade. Yeah. She literally stalks him. She's like, I'm just like you. <laughs> Stalker. <laughs> um, so anyway, so is he, uh, she, we exposit a little bit of her own childhood. She did grow up in the town, but left because of a, a very abusive father. Yes. And she is now, she, um, since her father's own death, she has come back to live with her, her brother who played by Jesse Plemons, who is the town sheriff. Yes. And he's also living in the same house that they grew up in. So she's like reconciling some fucked up demons of her own. I and, do. And I feel like they left a lot of that shit kind of out too. Yeah. Because it's more about, it's a, it's a movie about a Wendigo tearing people to shreds. It is. Um, <laughs> like, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so cut to, um, this, we follow the small child and he's doing some weird fucked up shit. Like the first thing you see, John is him literally bashing he sees a skunk and he picks up a rock and cr- kills a skunk <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was he like kills okay a skunk and you don't you don't really know why and like uh, so he's like picking up, he's picking up a roadkill and putting yes. his backpack he's getting he, he's like he then he's like scavenging for like these these this carrion basically yes and 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 it's revealed that he's taking it home mm-hmm. and uh they're locked in the attic oh are not one but two people up in there and they are um one is his his younger i mean his older brother i believe his younger brother oh was it younger it's i couldn't younger really brother. tell no yeah, it's so his, his younger brother yeah uh-huh. so his, his younger brother is is also locked up in there looking very sickly very very sickly and uh and also the dad is up there who was attacked by the wendigo in the coal mine and yes. he is undergoing some kind of dark, crazy, gnarly transformation. And that the visuals of this transformation are insane. They were really good. John, I gotta say it's hard to do. It's hard to do. Right. Okay. I just have to tell you right now, when you see him for the first time and you're like, first, yeah, he's not hot anymore. Everyone. I mean, he still had some shoulders on him, but it's okay. Well, he did. Okay. So his body was great, but the face, (laughs) the face wasn't having it guys. He was turning into Gollum, but let me tell you what. He was fully turning, turning into Gollum. He was like my precious and it was the body of a skunk. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't wait. But let me tell you, I agree with you 100% on that, John. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Very well done. It's like clearly done with practical effects and, and they're obscuring it just enough, which is key Yes. to horror writing, especially creature horror writing. You have to, in my lessons of horror writing and experience, you have to withhold and only expose so much. 
Yeah. And, and I get that. It wanted, and, I wanted more. Yeah. So they have, and, uh, and cause yeah, you don't want like, you don't want the whole reveal up front. Um, so he's like lurking in the shadows of the attic and he's like very violent and crazy. Oh, and, but the kid for some reason is, is still eating regular food. But, oh, can I, can I just say something real quick? Yes. You're saying he's very violent and crazy. The thing is though, is like, he still is aware enough to know Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. to attack the child who hasn't been hurt. So (laughs) yes, well they are, they, they, they have this fan. Well, I feel like that goes more into theme. It's so so weird. It's not, it's not super consistent with like the lore and the rules that they've been building up, but I was willing to forgive it because like, because because I mean the theme of this whole thing is family, family and trauma within the family and dealing and it's also implied that the dad was abusive to the children before this whole fiasco. Was it? Cause yeah. I, I, because he I has, he did. has marks on the kid has marks oh. on his back. Oh yeah. You're right. So Dude, the dad I was abusive. Yeah. But I mean, well, clearly but, he's cooking meth. I mean, literally if you're not hitting yeah. your kids and you're cooking meth, are you cooking that's, meth? That's abuse. <laughs> but that's I mean, literally abuse. <laughs> so he's undergoing this transformation due to his attack and mauling by the, the, yeah. the spirit that he found in the cave. And uh, somehow the, this younger kid is also undergoing a transformation, but not as far along. Well, and uh, so, not somehow, because remember, he got out of the truck. His dad told him not to leave. Oh, and the kid was the attacked attack by the window too, right? He walked yeah. in because... It happened the off child, screen. It happened it off did. screen. Yeah. Probably because mm-hmm. people are like, we don't want to see a kid get attacked. And it's like, well, buckle up, bitch. Because well, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, anyway, so the, um, just to move along, the uh, Carrie Russell character, um, she starts to stalk a 12 year old. She literally can't mind her own business. Yeah. she was, So she follows him to an ice cream shop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not so She's weird. like, you want some ice cream, little boy? She said, hey, you want some sweets? I know yeah. you do. And uh, she's like, I do. She just didn't uh, have a van. <laughs> yeah, she was just on foot. <laughs> she was but, like, I'm going to take you into an ice cream shop and fucking like, grill you. Yeah. So she she does like ask him a thousand questions. But uh, uh, anyway, and then at the end of that, she's like, and don't follow me. He gets mad. <laughs> well, he does because he gets mad because he finally says, well, what does your dad do? And he's uh, like, I have to leave. He Wendigo's. Yeah, he just went to go to that. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, she, uh, so anyway, so shit really goes south whenever, um, uh, yeah, so the, the brother is, the little brother is no longer able to eat regular food and can only eat carrion and animals just like his dad, who is turning into a Wendigo. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, the Carrie Russell goes to the, goes to the principal of the school and was like, we need to look into the dad and we need to go over there and blah, blah, blah. And the, and the principal's like, you know what? Fuck off. I'll do it whenever I get a chance. What? And, then, <laughs> and I can't remember who that actress is, but I remember seeing her and I was like, I, I like really her. like her. Yeah. So that actress is definitely a uh, do, do, do. We're going into cast here. Do, 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 I really do, liked do, her do, a lot do. though. Uh, her name is Amy Madigan and she plays principal Ellen Booth. 
She was she's an old school act- actress from Field of Dreams. Yes, I she knew I recognized her. She is the mom in Field of Dreams. John, uh, I knew I recognized her from somewhere. But did you ever watch The Hunt by the way? No, but that I That crazy John, ass movie. Wait, you watched that? I watched The Hunt and she's in there. I really wanted to see it. I'm going to yeah. watch it. I don't think she lasts very long to be honest it, with you. Spoiler alert. Is it but anyway, good? so I liked it, but okay, it's kind of it. fucked up to watch these days. Yeah, um, makes sense. Anyway, so she, the principal, uh, Field of Dreams principal, yeah. goes uh, goes over to the house <laughs> while while the twelve year old boy is not home. Yes, he's at school, I believe. Um, yeah, he's somewhere, but he she shows up and uh, she unlocks the attic door and goes up. Oh wait, 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 wait. What? I know where he is. I know where he is. This is when you find the body. He's out hunting and he finds that raccoon that's all messed up. Correct. And then, yes. And the Native American guy finds the severed half of the body. Of the body that was killed in the beginning of the movie. While the principal is now at the house looking. Yes. Not minding her business. Okay. That's so, what yeah, it was. Yeah, the kid's out scavenging to get yes. Carrie in for his brother and dad who are window yeah. going out. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that up. No, it is a very impl- important plot point. Anyway, so she goes up into the attic and discovers the small child who looks crazy sick. Like, yeah, and like bad black ooze coming from the eye sockets, all the works. And so in a very tense and disturbing scene. Mm-hmm. Very dad, actually. The this. dad who was like borderline full Wendigo. Comes out, chest is glowing because this that comes the catalyst, into play. I believe it is the catalyst because he has to eat. Apparently, he has to eat human meat to fully yep. transform. Yes. Uh, so this principle becomes the meal, oh. and it is he eats her face first. By John? the way, he, Wait, he bit he eats her, her fucking finger he off. Eats her. He doesn't even have like crazy sharp teeth. It's regular human teeth. Oh no! No, his teeth are changing. His they teeth are, are changing, changing, but they're not like crazy. No, no, no. They're meth teeth. Let's just they're put it that teeth. way. <laughs> and so he, so he takes her out at the jugular and then oh. starts eating her from the face and nose. And they show this thing, John, they went there and the, and they did that. Whatever. <laughs> when he bites her fucking cheek and those tendons start snapping, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh. it's I, disgusting. And it's body gore. And I, I live for that. But For also, me, I hate it whenever they cut away. I I want things like that to be on screen because that's what I that's what can I, I tell you for. that I actually loved it. Yeah, even though it grossed me out, and just they did it just, well. They did it well because I fully when those ten, when he bit that and that tendon said like a rubber band. Yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah. This uh-huh. is what we're doing. <laughs> we're doing realism today. <laughs> okay. uh, so she she has a gnarls barkley death, oh. and she she definitely she had a really good scream in my opinion. Whenever she, she screamed good. about it, yeah, it was like it wasn't even like stylized. It was like real, like you were there, like, like it was like, like holy like, shit, like how it would happen if you were in the room. Yeah, if you were being eaten. So that's what I was talking about. I was like, this has really good direction. Like that. That takes. Oh yes, that when takes, you text me. That takes good direction. Is and that when what, you text me? Yeah, I was like, okay. I did, I fully wasn't prepared, John. Can I tell you? It's so weird that you're saying this because <laughs> I paused the movie. I walked out to the garage and redacted. And his brother and his family were out there. And I said, this movie's fucked up. 
<laughs> and I started explaining to them what I had just witnessed. And I got just past that point. <laughs> John, I'm not joking. That's it was, I mean, it's a point in the movie. It is the midpoint of the movie. So you're like, it was jarring. Uh, yeah, they go there. They go there. So, I mean, which is, it's also, it's satisfying and disturbing at the same time. Yeah, I loved, I loved that part of the movie. So, no so joke. He, so what, as a result of eating a human flesh, he oh. fully transforms into a Wendigo. And I loved the transformation. When it's his full. face rips. Yeah, his face rips out and like these antlers start coming out of his mouth and full and then fully coming out. And then they cut away. Yes, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. So like they cut away like beginning of the transition, but they show yes. just enough for you to be like, oh, shit, this is crazy. They show his fucking face splitting. The skin is literally ripping. Yeah. And it's not I feel it may be enhanced by computers, but it is practical effects. It's whatever really they, good. John, whatever they did, I was like, yeah, OK, I'm like, Keep this is a, this is an awful way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, so the Wendigo is out and so is the child they they get out of the thing and of the attic and they are running they are they are out and they are outdoors today they're outdoors now because (laughs) the principal's dead she unlocked and unleashed the demon yes literally with her face yeah (laughs) (laughs) um um, so any who's it they uh go uh, where are we? Yeah. So the, the kid is scooped up by the cops because like, well, the sheriff goes out there and they, and they discover the scene they do. and, and they, they take the child, the 12 year old child, they put him in a hospital and Carrie Russell's like, uh, what's going we on here? Blah, 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 blah. We have to take him. We have to, we have responsibility for this child. It's like me basically. And like, <laughs> uh-huh. yep. because I was abused and he's abused. This whole thing is a metaphor for abuse and uh, meth addiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, they go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she also goes to his desk and finds all these drawings. Oh, very about, cryptic. About, about, I mean, it's basically just laying it out on the table, which is a common horror device where like the kid is drawing everything you need to know. And then and the, and the adult finds the drawings and is like, oh, this is what's going on. <laughs> but also, can I tell you, you want to know, it actually kind of bothered me about that when it was yes, going to the sequence. this is where I start to have qualms, though I do like the movie. Uh, yes. So and we'll get into our rating later. But this really started bothering me because I was like, A, this trope is so overused. B. And not only is it overused in other movies, they kind of overuse it in this one. They overuse it to the point that I'm like, I hope a Wendigo fucking bursts out of my skin because someone (laughs) kill me. John, how the fuck? And I remember in one, uh, sorry, I said that with a PH. We're trying to be good here. Um, So what I'm trying to say is when they're showing one of the drawings, it literally shows the Wendigo ripping out of the dad. Lucas, who is drawing these things, was not there when he this was happened. Not, he wasn't present. And yes, I do have the same qualm because he wasn't he, present. So after we, the audience, see like the Wendigo starting to burst out, we see the exact same image in the 12 year old's um, uh, coloring book. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, if you want to call it that, it's not an and, Anne Frank coloring book. Yeah. And like, but I mean, whatever. Anyways, like to go, to go back past that, she's like, I think we're dealing with something uh, super uh, stitious. And yeah. so this is another thing that I don't like. They, they had a Native American person in this for two and a half seconds to corroborate all of this yeah. shit. So, I mean, <laughs> if you're a fan of film and, and writing film or a film buff, 
you might be aware of the term tokenism. Yeah. And this this goes full tokenism, and it was cringeworthy while watching the scene. Yeah, it was weird. So, like, the only Native American in this movie is Graham Green, um, who plays Warren Stokes. So Graham Green is a very like notable face, um, and usually plays like the token Native American in all of these eighties and nineties and early aughts things. And he reprises that role here in this one. And they basically, he just shows up. He shows up to find the half body in the forest. And also to explain every single piece of the lore and the rules of the supernatural in this film. All of it. To Carrie Russell and the sheriff at a table. And he has visual aids to supplement yeah, this thing. And as soon as he's done ex- um, with the exposition, he's basically out of the movie. Well, um, he literally tells them, he looks at the, he looks at the drawings. He says, where'd you get these? And they're like, Oh, it was this. And he goes, is the child native? And they're like, no. And he's like, interesting. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, uh, so what I don't like about this is that they could have fully. Um, <clears throat> so it is a movie where the supernatural is based in indigenous it is. It is. lore. It's like, it's not like trying to make it something else. It's full indigenous. They could have like completely made the cast, the lead cast native American. John, that was like, I, that was the thought that went through my mind because I'm like, why isn't this taking place? Here's why uh, John, yeah. bef- let me tell, I'm going to stop okay. you right there. This is where here's we get qualms here. Here is why it wasn't because White people can't mind their own fucking business. <laughs> now, here's yeah. the thing. Native Americans, if they knew a Wendigo was out and about, they would not be messing around. They wouldn't be like, oh, my God, let me go up these stairs. Yeah, yeah. First thing is the principal sees blood splattered across a wall. She walks into the house and she she's keeps like, going inside. She literally covers her nose the second she opens the door. OK, it smells like death in this house, which yeah. why didn't it smell well, that way no, when it, Terry it Russell is, first showed up? It will also it's it's justified that she goes further in because she hears the weeping she of does, a little boy, which I loved that they used that because he saw her and he became bait. He was like, I got to do this. And he did. Yeah. So he, the, she's lured in by the cries of a child. She does. So that's but okay, going but, back. But, but yeah. So this is, it's a it's full blown tokenism. <laughs> It is the, because the Native, Native Americans won't fuck with it. Yeah. The, the, well, like the, and as a story device, it's fully tokenism because the only, oh, yeah. uh, the only reason, the only Native American character in a movie about Native American lore is just shows up for, I mean, he, he's there a little bit throughout and as a background character, but he only services the plot to drive the plot to be the Native American who describes the lore and gives did, it validation. Uh-huh. Did you know something that's real and true? Well, there wasn't a single person of color in this movie outside of him. Right. And I was watching and I yeah. was like, this is a very white classroom. But as you <laughs> yeah. all know, outside of Oregon, outside of Oregon is predominantly like if you're in Portland where this movie takes place is outside. Yeah. It is a it's predominantly... A, yeah. And then that's the problem with that's the problem with the casting, I think, in this movie yeah. was like they didn't cast it diverse. They they lean on tokenism as a just to give the lore and the rules validity. 
Um, and then, and then as soon as it's granted validation, it's like, uh, goodbye, Native American character. You're no oh. longer, you're no longer uh, of use to the story. Yeah. You're, uh, you have uh, been used. Your plot is yeah. over. And I would, um, here's a thing, um, that I had the thought of whenever I, f- so this was, uh, I, I, I smelled a rat whenever, um, <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't so, a skunk? <laughs> so I, I thought like Carrie Russell's character, like, so like you see her do her teacher thing. She, or, or no, no, you first see her in the bathroom and she washes her uh, face and you get a flash of a tattoo that looks like sneakily tribal to me. It has like a slight tribal vibe to that arm tattoo. Oh, and, really? And what flat, what went through my head initially was like, are they trying to tell us that Carrie Russell is playing a Native American character? John, that may have been why it took so long to come out because they had to like make yeah. an actual story based so off. So of- I'm thinking, I'm thinking the the origins of the story. I didn't read the short story, but I'm like, maybe they, maybe Carrie Russell's character was originally Native American, and then they they whitewashed it. I don't so know. So cast, so cast a Native person. Yeah. Like anyway, so that that's my problem with it. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll um, continue. Yeah. So, so long story short, the it gets simpler from here because uh Carrie Russell and the sheriff, they're on the hunt for a Wendigo now. And yes. so the Wendigo is loose. It turns nighttime. They get the they get the boy out of the hospital to protect him. They're in their old family home. Whenever the Wendigo starts screaming cat yes. screaming outside oh <laughs> and, and it's basically in search of um its son the 12 year old yes. boy and wants to the boy for some reason knows magically that like um it's he's coming just, for him coming for me wants me and the other brother to live with it in the cave and so we just take that as truth and we do uh, because we have basically no choice. We actually have no option. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, through some scares and some action and some gore and people dying, Carrie Russell must find the, Oh, so the Wendigo takes the boy and, uh, and the other changing boy into the cave that we originally started out in. And, uh, Carrie Russell's character is like, I'm going to go get the boy and kill the thing because I have this book that tells me how to kill it. So she goes in with a flashlight. She, she faces off with this Wendigo, which looks pretty cool. It's kind of a mix of a moose. There's antlers involved. When it still has Frank's face, I thought was the coolest. That was cool. It still I, I think it had the, the skin of Frank's face on it. The skin of Frank's it. face was still attached. John, yeah. I was like, that is horrifying. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, it, and it's practical effects. It's not I like the CGI loved thing. loved it. And it was kind of giving me, whenever you fully Cher. see it, oh. it was giving me share vibes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> because it, it did look like a queen. It looked like the queen alien from Alien. Honestly, honestly, Do you like how I connected that? I did. Okay, cool. Because I really like, did. And then, uh, so Carrie Russell... Um, Sort of, you know, does the impossible and kills this thing. John, it took her about three steps and an arm swipe and this fucker died. Yeah, so it dies It dies too easily, in my opinion. It di- I, okay, John. I'm, I'm I really, no, not just in your opinion. <laughs> I thought the same. I said, there really wasn't, there wasn't. 
there was nothing here that made me yeah, feel like they were like they were like we got to wrap this movie up. It was eating a bear, <laughs> and then she fucking stabbed it. Yeah, she stabbed it, which didn't kill it, and then like she has cuts to, its heart uh, out. She have to she so she cuts out this glowing hot smoldering heart out. Which and is then, cool. I thought that was a dies. cool idea. It dies, yeah. but oh, then yes. and the, but then that spirit passes to the transforming. A younger boy and she is forced to kill this child off screen yep and then um and then she stabs it you see it first she's like i'm so sorry she hugs the baby as it's making these weird sounds it's like a seven-year-old child yeah it's like squirking and squawking and then she says and and then she sticks a knife in its back (laughs) she's like sorry i gotta kill you uh so uh then we cut to like sometime later like maybe like a couple days later that's the resolution at this point and uh it's jesse plemons the sheriff who suffered an injury at the hands of the wendigo he He was stabbed by the antlers he was which we all know is the kiss of death to yep. become the next Wendigo. Yep. Um, so well, they say something cryptic too. Yeah. Um, so like, well, they, the, so they're taking, so she's like assumed responsibility for this, this fucked up child. Lucas. Yeah. They're like, we don't know how he's going to turn out is something that they say. And then <laughs> literally, and yes, like this could be a nightmare. Uh-huh. Uh, this could be a serial killer. Yep. And, uh, so, uh, so Carrie Russell and child, they walk back to the house and Jesse Plemons, Jesse Plemons character starts coughing and he coughs up a similar black goo, uh, that is reminiscent of the sickness uh, yep. before you become the, the Wendigo. Wendigo. Smash to black roll credits. Yep. Yeah. But, and that's the end of the movie. But I also wanted to say right before this happens, he literally says, are you willing to kill something you love? That's what oh. he says. And then he right, coughs right, into, right, she right, walks right. away and then <laughs> he starts coughing I into his hand. There's going to be a sequel, by the way, but you always have to leave it open ended. Listen, there will not be a sequel to this movie. No, there won't because they cannot afford Jesse Plemons anymore. He is an Oscar nominated performer. I don't think Um, they can afford to um, try to piece together a movie that clearly had more pieces in it. They had to Frankenstein this bitch to get it out. (laughs) I I truly believe that. I think so too. But here's the thing. So I have, so uh, I mean, yes, it has uh, it has a, a real problem with casting and tokenism. It has it. But here's OK. So it has while, while I was, uh, it has potential. And I I fully believe that the original script of this was better. But as we all know, yeah. scripts undergo a crazy development process. Yes. And there are several writers on this thing, including <sighs> including the guy who wrote the the original intellectual property, the short story. Um, Which so, I get. He's probably like, I need you guys to understand. Like, yeah. I this has to go at least some yeah. direction. So every single time. I, so throughout this movie, I was thinking of the development process of my own horror script and uh and the grueling development process yes so i wrote it as like an art house movie and it was good enough to get producers right so through that development process after a director came on and we were like getting studio notes we started getting studio notes and started applying said studio notes Mm. to make it more marketable so some of them are some of these studio notes are fully reflected in antlers. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so, 
Todd, I'm absolutely uh, sure. I don't know how many times, countless times, I was requested or told to write in some sort of a book or something that describes the lore of what's happening. Oh. And, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I have issues with the director, but I am so glad that she has bumped against that every step of the way. She's like, and we're not including that shit in here. Yes. And I thank God because I'm like, oh, why goodness. can't it just exist? Why can't something just exactly. be? It doesn't exactly. need lore. And so, you know, it doesn't need full fleshed out lore that's that's in some kids disturbed like drawings because that's what they wanted. Because I also have a kid who is disturbed in this thing. I do follow certain tropes, but I try to subvert them at every angle. But that uh, the studio notes were also I I also have a female protagonist. The studio note was to make her more likable. Why? What makes a person more likable? Because people have a hard time whenever women do things that are, um, aren't considered ladylike. Right. Or considered sympathetic. That's so annoying. Yeah. Which in Antlers, to go back to Antlers, we touch on that she is struggling with alcoholism. Oh. Because she, she goes, she frequently goes to a liquor store. And almost buys liquor twice, but, but that's never paid off. So I have a, I have a hunch that in the original screenplay, she actually relapses Me too. And, and takes a drink. And I feel like it was maybe a studio note to take that out because it makes her more likable if she chooses not to. The thing is, is it makes her more likable if she's actually human and someone who struggles with something so big as to literally her dad was molesting her. Yeah. Like you're, they, you're, you're willing to go that dark, but you can't let the protagonist take a drink of alcohol. Dude, that scene was so disgusting when it was, she was doing like the, the piano thing and it was so yeah. quick and he comes up and he's rubbing it. So, so, so the it, studios, oh. the studios are so ready and willing to like, um, like sexualize, um, uh, sexual abuse. Yeah. But they're but they but they can't have the female protagonist um, do drugs or do alcohol or be mean to children or or to not have a love interest because yeah. my my female protagonist also does not have a love interest. And the antlers, there is no love interest. It is a story about brother and sister. Yeah. And mine is about sister and sister and her children. And so. um yeah, it's just so weird. So the more you humanize a female protagonist, the more uh, the studios have a problem with it. That's in my experience. Which is so weird because like, and also we we did the shit. The director and I, we did the shit and and humanized it and did the studio notes. And it and you know about this, but uh-huh. like, um, but uh-huh. anyway, and, and they still had a problem with it there. You can't win. No, it's crazy. They, no, they literally, they want her in a fifties. They want her in a fifties dress. That mm-hmm. bitch, it, it has, she wants to be a fifties housewife. She got to be cooking pies. Yeah. She got to be like, vacuuming. She, right. She, there's nothing you could do. Like, so I'm like, but this is a story about a person struggling with addiction. Like, and it's she's not going to be very likable. And that's the whole point. <laughs> like, no, because 
most people who struggle with addiction are very into only them, only to their addiction. Yeah. Um, but I feel it like happens. it's more complicated than that. And that's the whole point. Yeah. But so anyway, I digress. So I, I very much related to the antlers whole like like they they went and they did the whole Fox Studio Notes thing with this one. And you can tell how many times do you think they had to film this? But OK, so I feel like we got I got some reshoot vibes for sure. I did, too. Did because there, I certainly yeah, did. Yeah. I was literally like, OK, we've glossed over. There's been so many things that they put in here that literally just get you see them. They disappear. It's built up and not paid off. And I don't appreciate that. Also, I saw a lot of fucking white sneakers and I'm like, oh, not right. in Oregon. I said, ain't nobody here wearing white sneakers in the <laughs> yeah. mud. It's so true. It wouldn't work. It doesn't work. They're just little elements. It was just little things where I was like, okay, I guess somebody would have white shoes, but not here. You're literally traipsing through the mud. Where do you feel that they actually shot this? I feel like it was definitely Vancouver. I don't know, but wherever they did, no joke. Well, truly, they probably did shoot it in Canada because I think it looks fully like Vancouver, like Vancouver really, Island. It was very nice and pretty and tree like. It was really, really pretty. And I'm gonna bring this. I'm gonna make this about me again. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so with with my horror movie, they wanted to film it in in Vancouver, and it would look totally like Antlers. But the whole appeal to mine is that it takes place in the middle of the desert. Yeah. So I'm like, hunties, we're in California. There's desert. Hello. But they're like tax breaks, tax breaks, tax breaks. I'm like. Go to New Mexico. They filmed the entire uh, show. Oh, oh, fun, fun. A movie insider tidbit. Um, So I had coffee with um, an acquaintance at at Warner Brothers who works in the Warner Brothers television department. Oh, yes. uh, Team. Uh, So and she um, she recently was um, a development assistant at a little production company for Warner, Warner Brothers. And they filmed a series in that takes place in the desert. Not in New Mexico, but in Arizona. Wait, how? Because literally how we have shit ass tax breaks for television and movies. So that that's what I learned. I was like, what? Like people haven't been filming in the Arizona desert for a long time ever because the the government over there does not give tax breaks. And there's no incentives for movies. Yeah. So people go to New Mexico where they have bomb ass incentives, which are declining now because they're so successful. So, um, yeah. So Arizona, because of the whole red to purple state situation and the Ah. administration changes. okay, they're getting back into tax breaks and so they filmed it in the tucson desert john that's awesome because why not we have a beautiful landscape and it's the only place that you can actually get saguaros which totally takes me out whenever i'm watching uh something that is supposed to take place in an arizona desert and i see no saguaros no saguaros or i see those new mexico i see joshua trees or new mexico (laughs) shrubs that are the the juniper shrubs yeah like uh, and there's no saguaros around i'm like I'm like, this is totally taking me out. And so we're outing ourselves as desert people. I'm a desert rat. I'm just a rat. I'm yeah. a giant rat. <laughs> giant rat in the desert. <laughs> but um, Travis, 
so anyway, so that was Antlers, everybody. That was the movie. We kind of went off on a little bit, but oh, there but are some that. serious problems with it. Serious problems, but but good directorial <laughs> strengths and insofar as scares um, and S- cinematography wise, I enjoyed it. Beautiful. And uh, like the practical effects and the way they handle the creature yes. were very masterful. I thought that and was it, and, it's, and it's extremely hard to do. Right. Yeah. Oh, I really, I agree with you on the, all those fronts. And there were, obviously there were issues. I thought the cast was great. Yeah. I, I really did. From, from moment one, I wanted Carrie Russell's character to be Native American because it would only make sense. The thing is though, it's like, obviously they have to do that. They have to have a marketable name and it's so like, stupid. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah. It's really annoying. They don't really need a marketable name because I would have watched this if Carrie Russell was not in it. Oh, trust me, they needed a marketable name because this movie outside of cinematography, it couldn't really hold its own. <laughs> yeah, true, true. It couldn't. It just couldn't. I'm sorry. Which I like, chalk up to studio notes. I would love to read the original screenplay, and I'm sure it's much more cooler. I would have literally watched the movie. I don't care at this point. If you're going to give me Native American folklore... Give me the folklore Have Native American cast because I want it to. Fill. But the thing is, is there's so many with Native Americans saying that there's so many, not even superstitions, literally what they believe. They can't even talk about certain things. Yeah. You can't speak on it. You can't do this because you're basically calling these things. And that's what happens with a lot of the lore. So I think it's probably one of those things that's hard, but it can happen. They can yeah. literally do I it. I would have like. I would have much preferred this to be to have taken place on an Indian reservation Same. because that would have that would have lent itself to theme. Same. And um, yeah, but anyway. the thing is, is that there are natives that live throughout and they have their lore. Well, yeah, throughout. obviously, obviously, so it, it makes sense. It, it makes sense. In it, but I really don't know where the Wendigo originates. So, yeah, I guess I'd um, have to look at it. What did you but, think, though? I overall, over, overall, I enjoyed the watch, but it started like after the midpoint of of the principal getting her face eaten off where they have to start explaining everything. Yeah. And and also the climax was um, was sort of reduced to what we've seen before. John, I did not climax at that climax. Yeah. Let me tell you what. Yeah. And so I um, was super sorry. It it falls apart, but I say I would say that I enjoyed the ride up until very glaring moments that took me out. Like as soon as they went to the only Native American character to be like, explain this to us. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, here we go. Like we're doing this now. Everyone (laughs) in this movie was literally cannon fodder. Like if you weren't a main character, you were going to die. Yeah. If you weren't the native person who was telling us everything, you were going to die. The cop right. died. The if brother you no got longer stabbed. service the plot, you die. The husk, the body, the husk, I loved. John, I loved they the found husk. that husk of him on the ground as he had yeah. been ripped so, open. So the dad, the dad after his transformation, we see we see the the what's left after he has transformed into the Wendigo and fled into the night. It looks like a cicada dude had ripped yeah. out of this thing. I and love I was like, that. It I was love great. That. Like the body was just a cocoon. John, that was so great. <laughs> yeah, it is really great. Um, um, but I like. I would say out of how many. How I think many we're doing 10 out of 10 antlers? Yeah. How many of, points does it get? Yeah. How many <laughs> out of, out of 10 antlers? What would you rate this? 
I would give it about, it's really hard to say. Honestly, I'm, I really just, I think I'm going to give this about five points. I'm giving you know, it five antlers. I would say before, up until the midpoint. Right. It was, it, it was definitely going to be like a seven antlers for yeah. me. But as soon as, as the rest of the movie played out, just like the story quasi fell apart. It looked like they were getting attacked by a moose at times. I hated how it ended. Uh, um, and it was. Uh, yeah, it didn't button up quite like I would no. have liked. I wanted more of a tragic ending. Right. I thought that she, I thought that she was going to die. I kind of wish. I wish that she would have died. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also wish that um, I kind of wish what I was wanting to happen was that kid who was like about to turn into a Wendigo before she kills him. I was wishing that he would actually just turn into it. John, me and as well. Kill those fucking people. And then guess what? Now you have a little Wendigo because here's the problem. It just like it really breaks down at the end. Like I hated that the brother was like, yeah, literally his line before he coughs into his hand is, are I you willing, you're to, willing kill to kill me? You love? <laughs> Basically, and he coughs into his hand and you see the black muck and I'm like, OK, also, if anybody ever told me that, like, I would just look at them and be like, what the fuck are you talking about here on this day? I'd say, would you like me to kill you right now? You better keep your fucking mouth shut. I'm like, don't you foreshadow to me. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you put a knife in my hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. I will stab you in the back of your seven year old child turning into a Wendigo. Right. So I, mean, I don't care um, if you're my I family. Like, I, would be, I would just like, I would be like. I would just have guffawed if like Carrie Russell just turned to him in that moment and was like, I just killed a fucking child. Yeah. Like I will <laughs> kill you. <laughs> like no I joke. can do, I can do anything. I can take on the world. John. A five. The movie gets a five. (laughs) (laughs) I want to continue going, but we've already gone through. So for all of you out there wanting to watch antlers. Oh, by the way, we do have to say this. We're going to say this at the end or the beginning. Oh, everything's completely our opinion. It's our opinion. People put in so much work to do this. I I did appreciate anyone. Yeah. Like I fully appreciate everything that went into this movie. Great direction. There are problems. The story, it had a lot of potential up until really the point where I think the reshoots had to start happening. And um, because it all made sense up until then. And then shit started going south real quick. Right, right. But Um, but if you want to watch it. Yeah, it was a for a horror movie. Check it out. Like if you're you're not going to be scared. There's some cool stuff in it that I think you truly will love. The creature's yeah, like you're gonna, great. You're going to recognize the tropes and you're just going to roll your eyes and move past. Like it's We not, didn't talk yeah. about Clint. Watch the movie for Clint and then you'll know who we talk about. Yeah, get into it. Get into Who's it. Clint? Clint was a little redhead. The bully bastard. Oh, right. It has a bully trope for sure. Bully trope. There's a bully trope. We didn't talk about him. So watch it for Clint. Yeah, but yeah, little tidbits. This thing definitely made its money back. It, oh, yeah. It world worldwide, um, it's made at least eighteen million dollars. Uh, oh, it's so it has netted, uh, or is that gross? The gross? It's it gross. gross. That? Yeah, gross. Okay. eighteen point eight million dollars. Well, so, at least it made uh, its money back. I'm definitely sure it made its money back. <laughs> um, anyway, 
do you have anything to add, Travis? I, I literally don't. I mean, I don't know what we're doing next week. I think um, I think it's your pick because I kind of forced your hand on Antlers. Oh, no, um, Antlers. I wanted it. But so this one. I think is, I forced uh, your hand, though, on this. <laughs> You're like, watch it. So it's fine. I'll I text think you, you later. Need to pick. And, and so, yeah. So if you guys enjoyed this, like check out our other episodes we've done rosemary's baby we've done uh romy and michelle's high school reunion and we've done monster-in-law monster-in-law for some reason but i and that happened to be our first it's one so random it's but so honestly, random it needed to happen yeah somebody had to dig that someone had to watch it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean we talk about it everybody watched that movie we whenever do. it came out which is you weird guys, um, when this podcast comes out is the day it's going to come out. We've recorded so many episodes at this point and we hope you enjoy it. Please. Yeah. Like follow. comment, subscribe, follow, do yeah. the things. Email us. We have an email, which I literally can't remember, but I'll let you know the next episode because suggest some movies to us. For it's in the comments or whatever. The, the description. description. There you go. Yeah, Go to the description. <laughs> email us. Say, Hey, you should watch this foreign film. You should do this. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Um, And with that, John, I guess it's time to go. It's time to, well, let us go. Here we go. Love us. Let us go. We're going to do our (laughs) sign off here, which we're trying to work out the kinks, but John has his and I have mine and we're going to just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) So so it goes, and we'll see you at the movies. Roll the credits. (laughs) Skunk tits. (laughs) 